Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 12 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Exotic Complexion. And I'm, <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm joined here by my benevolent co-host, former market maker of 20 years, a man who people are now calling the John Wooden of Market Profile. A man whose voice has been described by the women of finance as lovely, a.k.a. the proper villain, a.k.a. Forrest Gump levels. I'm talking about JJ. JJ, how's it going? Good, Ray. You got quite creative on that one. (laughs) Thanks, man. Well, you know, I had a full two weeks to make the intro, so I hope so. Um, Yeah, I want to, uh, yeah, so, you know, with, with that said, we want to apologize to the listeners uh, for the delay in the podcast. You know, we usually strive to put one out, you know, every week. Um, but, you know, our guest uh, that we had scheduled actually stood us up not once, but twice. So, uh, guys, we apologize for that. And um, also on top of that, I had a hurricane down here in South Florida. So that threw us off a little bit, but thank God that missed us. Um, and then also, uh, JJ. Uh, has well, you know, we worked in together launching an educational room with JJ as the head trainer, teaching a herd of new, you know, people, veteran people, etc. Um, so we've been busy with that. JJ, what have been your thoughts so far? You know, teaching a bunch of, uh, you know, people market profile. I I really, um, you know, mo- along with market profile, also with you know, sort of the agenda of the market and why the market does things when it does. Um. I really, really enjoy it. I've met some really interesting people, some really smart people, and I find, um, you know, it's it's nice after a couple of weeks that people are actually seeing things, um, and actually some of them are even trading on it. Now, I, you know, I tell people don't force themselves to trade. You know, we're here to learn. It's it's an education room, but I, I'm really, really quite shocked that people are are picking up that quickly, and it's really it's encouraging. I'm really enjoying the process. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, and being a member and watching you, uh, you know, screen share, watching, you know, what you're or listening to what you're thinking about and getting into your head for the trading day is uh, very valuable. I mean, especially for me, I, I mean, I think just the two weeks that we've been in there, like my learning curve has just, you know, shot up and, um, you know, feel much more comfortable. And uh, yeah, you're a big part of that. And I know I'm speaking for a lot of people in the room too, as well. And so, you know, jumping into today's topic, um, you know, since we kind of, you know, got, you know, quote unquote stood up last week, you know, by our guest, you know, we decided to make today's podcast kind of, you know, when we've got stood up by life, you know, when we got hit by adversities, um, you know, et cetera. And I, I think we, you, you definitely, uh, for sure have a lot of, uh, you know, knowledge to spread as far as that goes. So, um, so JJ, you have a, uh, you know, a time you want to uh, start off with? Well, you know, I, I really think, um, uh, you know, people have heard about my 9-11 and, and things like that and, 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 you know, clients stiffing you and things like that. But I, I think the, the last thing was um, the adversity of learning how to trade as a retail trader um, has been um, because while I've been doing this and teaching people lately and, and communicating with people, I'm remembering how I started and it was really humbling, right? 
Um, you know, because, you know, it was after my heart attack and things like that. And uh, I, I've always been a person, you know, and I've, I've had some pretty crazy things happen in my life. So, but I've always kept my eyes forward. Um, and of course, if, you know, you deal with getting depressed and getting down and things like that, but, you know, always keep looking forward. Um, and, uh, but retail trading is probably one of the most humbling things for a guy, you know, who used to be a manipulator. Uh, to come to the other side of the desk and, uh, you know, cause some, you know, I was talking to people, um, you know, all, all across and they were telling me their trading stories of, you know, I, my first trade, oh, I made five grand and I was hooked and, you know, and I never had that. I traded equities for a week and I sucked. I did not have a single winning trade. And, you know, this was after my heart attack and I was like, whoa, you know, you know, maybe when they put me on that heart lung machine or whatever, when they were doing my surgery, uh, you know, now I'm dumb. I can't, I, you know, I couldn't trade my way out of a wet paper bag um, on the retail side. So, you know, that that was really sort of, you know, that kind of blows with your head because you're, especially in our industry, when your career sort of becomes who you are and your identity is in it, mm. how much you make every month, right? Um, the crowd you hang out with, you're judged so much on how well you do and your whole, you know, my whole identity was being a trader. Right. Uh, that's what I was. I was a trader first and nothing else. And uh, so when that's when you fail miserably, right, at it, um, and it wasn't a lot of money, it was like maybe 700 bucks, right? Three to $700, something like that. It wasn't a lot, yeah. but it was the, the absolute, um, you know, uh, you know, humility right. of, of looking at the screen going, how did I, how, what did I do? Yeah. Right? Blow, blow, blow to the ego, huh? Yeah, it's it just takes your ego right down. So uh, that was one of the the, the hardest things, and um, and that's what got me kind of, you know, okay, now I got to take the the bicycle apart and find out how this all works because I have no clue what I'm doing. Now, right? now that that had to have been tough, I would imagine, JJ. You know, with your experience, your 20 years, you know, of experience to to almost like you know deconstruct your thought processes? I mean, was it, is that what you mean by saying? Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Because uh, I see something going up, I immediately want to short it because we're always selling short to retail, right? Um, and I was, you know, the guy providing supply. So you, then you realize, listen, I don't have supply, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a very, very small fish in a huge ocean, right? Um, you know, and I'm basically trading... Um, you know, even if you have a couple of hundred grand in your account, um, that's nothing compared to what people are trading with. Right. Yeah, right. Right. That's literally, you know, you know, you're, you know, and, and small accounts, like when you're trading 5,000 bucks or 10,000 bucks, you know, it's like, that's a toothpick. That's not even a Swiss army knife in a gun battle. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that is very humbling. And, um, you know, it, yeah, I, I really, I really had to sort of. I was like, okay, where are all my bad habits? And oh my gosh, I've got a lot of bad habits, <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. And then you start, um, you know, going, then you start trying to sift through the mess of all the information that's out there about tra trading retail. And my goodness, that is, uh, that is really, you know, and I, and I can see people, um, why people have trouble with it because there is so much information out there. There's so much misinformation oh, out there. So much. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, 
you know, as a trader, I could at least had the ability to go, oh my God, that doesn't, like, what is this guy saying, right? Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't, they don't have that ability, right? So I, that, that was, that was an interesting process. That journey has been really good. And it's kind of prompted me to kind of want to help people um, go through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, so I, and I know it took you some time to be, you know, get proficient at retail, uh, retail trading. What kept you like going and not getting discouraged? You know, what was the drive? Uh, well, for me, it, it's different for me because I have a love of the market. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I loved doing what I did. I, I loved when I worked with promoters. I loved when I was a trader for promoters and, and hedge funds and things like that. Um, and, and banks. Um, I, I, I really loved it. I loved figuring out the system and how it worked and everything. And so that's what, you know, I was, I was intrigued. Um, when I, when I get, you know, it was demoralizing, but it also brought out that curiosity in me where I was like, oh my God, I got to figure out how this works. Let's tear it apart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like sometimes you got to get like knocked down to, you know, get to where you need to go. Right. Like, you know, build some character, Uh, et cetera. You know, yeah. Forgive the language, but I think the first step in trading retail to going to be a successful trader is when you start, you go, listen, I don't know what the F I'm doing. And and kind of just, just go in completely. Um, it's it's easier said than done, but I think if you lose the ego, um, it's 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 a lot easier. Um, the other thing too I find is not being in a position, uh, not trading right away, um, really helps you see the market because you don't have the pressure of a position sitting on your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for newer traders, right? Um, you know, a lot of guys are going to go, well, how are they going to learn to trade if they never trade? Well, that's great. Are you going to keep refunding their account when they blow it up? <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, because I have people tell me, oh, you're not trading. You know, you're not teaching people. You're not, you're not taking trades. You know, they're, they're, they're not paying themselves. I'm like, well, great. Can they trade your money? Right. Uh, well, uh, right. Uh, no, right? You know, because they don't know what they're doing. Right. So, you know, you're sending them to go play in traffic and they, you know, they've got blinders on. So, you know, you really, really want to, I find, and that's, that's what I really emphasize uh, when I'm talking to people who are just starting out um, or they've had a bad run is, is just sit back and watch for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you only have a certain amount of resources, right. I mean, of money in your account. Right. Uh, you know, there's not a magic money tree in your backyard. And if you have one, please call me, um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, respect, respect your capital um, and it'll pay off. And the ability, uh, it's, it's amazing how much you can see when you don't have the weight of a position on you, especially when you're starting out. Right, right. It like takes it takes the uh, you know you, you don't have the emotional factor you know of having money on the line. No, and, and not to get too off the topic, but because you brought it up, like you know, as far as like trading early um, in the trading day, right? Like the first fifteen minutes or or first half hour, or whatever. You know, when I first my first go around of trading, that's when I was trying to trade. You know, I was trying to catch the like the big moves, but you know, that's when I was trading the equities. Um, and I think that's how like a lot of you know these penny stock people teach it. But I mean. It, now learning from you and taking your approach, like you say, like, let's, let's see where the market's developing, how it's developing, I, I think. And then, you know, I made a trade today, you know, even after it was what, it was, it was very slow today, right? It, until boom, you wait nice and patient. And so just having that happen today, even open up my eyes more yeah. to, you know, just wait yeah. and let it develop. 
yeah, let it let it develop, you know. And if it doesn't, there's always tomorrow, right? Right. It's 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 when you start forcing them um, that that that's the worst. Um, and you know, and, and I notice, you know, I, I, I notice a lot of people forcing trades because they feel like if they're not trading, they're not working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can that that's that's a, a big misconception um and you know and and people you know i'm, I'm sure people are going to say hey you know you're wrong i'm like well great let let one of my new traders trade your money right and yeah. let them go yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no i mean yeah. it's definitely that's what's interesting about um you know trading and i mean i guess i can even say with poker you know just gambling in general it, it takes a accumulation of skills it's not just like one thing you know you gotta have emotional control you know, yeah. money management, yeah. et cetera. I mean, I've I, exactly. I mean, and the other thing too is to realize when you're when you're out of your depth. Uh, you know, like we had a we had a couple of weird, crazy days, like yesterday. Um, for example, we broke out of a massive, massive balance, yeah. and I was not prepared. I, I will tell you fully, truly, that I was not prepared. Um, and I, um, also got a phone call at four o'clock in the morning, uh, waking me up. Um, so I was a little sleepy. And so when, when, you know, when that day came, I realized very quickly, Ooh, I'm not on my game and we've got a big gap and this is dangerous. Guess what? I'm not going to trade. And then I thought about trading a little later and I missed, you know, I, I missed, uh, the trade by so much it was like i was watching it in slow motion you know and i missed it you know and i was like i remember remo williams the movie i was like okay you move like pregnant yak you know what i'm not trading today right (laughs) yeah you know it's like now you know Uh, so i just sat back and 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 watched it and uh so and and that that saves you a lot of emotional capital because you don't beat yourself up for losing money yeah yeah i mean i mean it seems to me and i I could be wrong jj but like you've always seen you know I don't recall you telling me you you've had problems with, you know, uh, what do they call it? FOMO or, you know, money, uh, preservation or, you, you know what I mean? Getting too overzealous. Like we see a lot of people do have. Yeah. And that's because I have a lot of scars. Right. Uh-huh. Right. right. Uh, you know, I, I have been doing a short squeeze on a stock at $21 and you know, the stock's been halted by the sec. Right. And then everyone's offside millions of dollars all around town. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, clearing firms are going down, uh, things like that. Those, that kind of stress really keeps me from jumping around and taking risk. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too, is I always have to remember that I have a heart condition, so I can't, you know, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, I can scalp. And I'm like, yeah, great. If you've got, you know, a good constitution and a strong heart and you're healthy, scalp away. Yeah. Right. When I scalp, my heart rate grows up. Right. So I, I just can't do it physically. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against people who scalp, you know, God bless them. You know, it's, it's wonderful. Right. Have at it, yeah. but uh, I can't do it because of my health. Um, you know, so you just have to realize what, what kind of trader you are. Right. Which I hope I'm not bling too much. Yeah, no, no. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm enjoying just like talking about this. I know we're getting a little off topic, but we'll get right back on. But um, yeah, I, I, and it's just interesting to me too. You know, you know, like the, the, these past couple of weeks have been even like eye opening to me a little bit. Um, you know, I'm excited to, you know, I'm seeing things like I actually understand what you're saying, <laughs> you know, when you're talking to me now, um, you know, what I find interesting is the the different styles that can be approached because like in poker, JJ, like they're, they're, you only have so much flexibility with your yeah. style before you get out yeah. of line. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, if you're a professional player, you probably shouldn't be playing too much different than how I'm playing. You, you understand what I'm saying? But like in trading, 
you have so many different unique styles, which I, which I kind of enjoy. I think it's really cool. It, it gives it a little more like personalization. It, it is, you know, we, you know, I, I, I know a bunch of people and, and they trade all sorts of different things. Uh, you know, we got the candle wax crowd. We've got the, you know, the Fibonacci yeah, crowd. The candle wax. Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're all, uh, you know, and. How about the, the harmonic, the harmonic you know, crowd? The Bollinger Champagne crowd. <laughs> they're all, they're all in there, you know, and and if they're doing well, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. You know, I barely understand it. Uh, someone kind of explained Bollinger Mans to me for the first time that I could kind of figure it out uh, the way he explained it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stuff, I had no idea what any of this stuff was because it's, none of it's used on 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 the type of trading that I come from, which is disposing large amounts of stock into retail buying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of that stuff really mattered. Right. Um, you know. So uh, I was kind of like a truffle sniffing pig. I was sent out to go and find bids, which means go find buyers and sell them stock. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my job. So it's completely different than than this. So when I got into retail trading, I was overwhelmed by the amount of indicators and information. It's a lot, man. Uh, it, it is. It's, it's really overwhelming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I feel fortunate that I, I've even came into contact with you because, um, you know, for someone like myself, like JJ, I couldn't figure I, I didn't know who the hell was telling the truth, who wasn't, who was profitable, who wasn't, you know what I mean? It, it's hard. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's really, uh, you know, it, it's 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 very interesting. I, I never really realized. I, I never really thought about retail traders at all uh, until I started, you know, um, coming into contact with them and and seeing into their world. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's 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 pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite a journey. It's quite a journey. Sure. <laughs> no, it is. It is, and uh, so. Jumping back on topic, well, I guess sort of on topic. You mentioned what I wanted to ask you about. You, you started off trading equities when you first started retail trading, right? Yeah, for a week. For for a week. So so, how long did it take you to get into a profile market profile? Um, and like, when did you know, like, okay, like this is this is how I want to retail trade? Um, when I I got into the futures thing and I hadn't traded at all. Um, you know, I, I downloaded a couple of platforms. I looked at it and all there was, was an order book and, you know, like maybe a, a candlestick chart. And I, and I was like, Oh God, how am I going to do this? Right. And then, you know, learning the contracts and rollover, And yeah, I'm like, why can't they just use the same symbol, you know, uh, across all the platforms, you know, yeah. and, you know, what is this nonsense? Right. They just overcomplicating it. So anyway, because equities, you know, you got a four lever symbol, you punch it in, you get the level two, you're off to the races, right? Yeah. This was completely, you know, it was, I found it quite convoluted, um, you know, and then the contract rollover thing was like, oh God, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was within, I was very, very lucky uh, that I stumbled upon Peter Reznicek and Shadow Trader. Yeah. Uh, it, it was very quickly because one of my students that I was teaching equity trading to um at the software company I was working at, he's a 22-year-old kid just out of engineering school. And he was like, JJ, man, you got to check out these futures, man. This is this is the bomb. He goes, because he was a short seller. He loved to short, uh, you know, pink sheet scams and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's very hard to get a borrow, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you can't borrow stock to, to short and you can't short that stuff naked anymore like we used to. So it's it's very difficult. You get squeezed a lot. There's no liquidity, and it's just you know it's a fool's game. Um, 
you know, and then you have the $25,000 PDT rule, which we don't have in futures. He was like, check this out. And so uh, he got me into it. And very quickly, once again, I realized I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, right? Um, you know, I, was, I think I was using one of the platforms that, um, you know, the, for SIM trading. And I wasn't making any money on the SIM. I was like, okay, what, what's going on here? Um, and I think losing money and not being successful when I first started retail trading was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, because I didn't get that false sense of confidence, right? Because I was already pretty cocky. I was like, yeah, I held a stock at 90 RSI for three months. <laughs> on short screen, right? yeah, yeah. You know, I got it so that the uh, short position was bigger than the float. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, so, but, you know, so you go from that, you know, so if I had been successful at first, I probably would have blown up an account because my ego would have gotten the best of me. Yeah. So uh, the humble pie at first really, I think, you know, it really, um, you know, it's like when you start out on a trade desk, you get abused by the senior traders. And, um, and I kind of look at this process as the same way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. No, I, and yeah. I, I can think of, you know, stories in poker where people, you know, they go on a hot streak early on in their career and they think they're like, you know, God's greatest gift, right? They can't lose. And then they want to blow up their bankroll. You know what I'm saying? And like, so sometimes having early success, I'm sure it happens in trading too. People who have early success, maybe in like a bull market or something. Oh, I mean, here's a, yeah. here's a a really funny story about one of the guys I started out with. He and I both started out on different trade desks at the same time. We had worked at the advertising company. He went and went short some penny stock scam, but it was a high price thing. And he was short and in the money. And uh, he didn't cover on Friday. He stayed short over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had made quite a bit of money on paper. Um, you know, so he went and bought himself a new a Mercedes no. <laughs> and, um, Monday morning, okay. uh, they gapped the stock like 15 points against him, <laughs> right? They just shut off the supply. They cornered him like a rat in a corner yeah, man. and it was a beautiful corner. The guy worked a beautiful corner. Uh, I mean, Commodore Vanderbilt would have been proud yeah. and <laughs> clients bought him in. So in the afternoon I had to like give him a ride back from the Mercedes dealership after. <laughs> Right. So like, you know, when you see things like that, then that that's why that's another reason why I, I, I'm very risk adverse. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that, was, that was a good story. That was I that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's wow. That's yeah, that's a funny story, man. Um yeah, so uh how about us, JJ? You got you got another uh scenario in life a tough time? Uh not well, I mean there were a lot of tough times in in doing deals um you know after i sort of left um trading for a firm and um you know worked did venture capital and took companies public and you have partners and someone's always selling stock behind somebody's back when uh that's called backdooring mm-hmm. you know and, and pushing uh pushing the price of the stock down uh, you know, so the, it's a very sort of a stressful life. And, you know, sure, I mean, if you, you do a deal well, you know, you know, you've got a couple of hundred million shares and you sell it over three years, you know, you can walk away with 150, 200 million dollars if you do things right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can actually fund the company and, you know, actually do it the right way. Um, I had a mentor of mine who did that, um, you know, as opposed to doing the three day pump and dump in a penny stock market. Um, when you actually build it out and you create some shareholder value, um, but that is the you know the guys who do that. It is a stressful thing. You're dealing with companies. You're dealing with lawyers, regulators. 
Um, so I've had a lot of, a lot of times, um, where there were adversity, but I think being on that side of the business kind of trained me that it's just another roadblock, find a way around it. Right. Right. Um, you know, like, you know, they, you know, you'd be ready to do a deal and then you'd go to deposit the stock and the clearing firm wouldn't take the stock because of something hadn't been filed properly. Right. So everything's held up and you've got people waiting because they've invested money and they want to get out. You know, um, and, uh, they're like, well, how come it's not trading? Why is there no liquidity? What's going on? You know, and so, you know, those kinds of things are, are common. Um, and, um, the, you know, to people who actually build companies and things like that, that's why they get paid so much for taking risk. Um, you know, because, you know, you put a couple of hundred grand into something, you might not get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might never trade. Right. So, um, or a few million dollars or whatever the case may be. So that, that's why they get, you know, rewarded for, for taking risk. Okay. So, so, okay. May, maybe a better question for you. Um, cause I'm sure we could relate to this. Um, you know, several, uh, you know, like you said, very stressful job poker for myself, stressful, uh, which I don't enjoy. How do you, how did you deal with the stress from, you know, trickling into your personal life or, you know, how would you deal it to stay sane? Ah, that's where I screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I let it trickle into my personal life and I let it destroy my marriage. So yeah, it, you know, uh, you know, guilty as charged, uh, didn't deal with it well. Um, and I think it's because of the fact that I didn't have hobbies and I didn't do normal things. Like I gave up my, all my normal guy things. Like I haven't watched a football game. You know, I, they were like, you know, 20 years where I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch football. I didn't go hang out with the boys. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything like yeah. that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was just so focused that I sort of lost track of life. Right. And it's funny because a lot of you guys will bug me now because, you know, you guys will say something. I'm like, what's that? Yeah, it's funny in the right? room. Or, or yeah, yeah. Like right? JJ doesn't know uh, anything but yeah. profile. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I know nothing but the market, right? I mean, and I, I can tell you what happened when um, Daniel Drew uh, short squeezed um, the railroad company in 1860, uh, Erie Railroad, when he took the stock from $4 to 300 right? Uh, and, and how he did it using convertible debentures. But, you, you know, you just told me who uh, Bonsafe is or, Beyonce. So I lost a lot of time, you know, so I, I am not a good example. And of course, then I had a heart attack and a quintuple bypass. So I am not a good example of stress management. I am the poster boy of how this market will, <laughs> you know, if, if you don't manage, yeah. um, there's Anthony Crudelli, um, you know, who had a heart attack too, uh, and we really want to have him on the show. You know, he's sort of the, you know, how it's supposed to be. I, I don't know why he had a heart attack, but, you know, he's he's actually a really good example of how you, and I always have to think about him when I start, because I fall back into it. Yeah. You know, if I could sit in front of these screens for 20 hours a day, I would. I would just lose myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I'm definitely, that is something I have to work on. You know, people keep telling me to get a hobby, but I have no clue what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's tough. Yeah. So sorry, listeners, if you guys were, uh, you know, looking for, uh, how to deal with stress, I don't think either of us are probably <laughs> good ones to learn from. <laughs> you know, we, we, 
Yeah, we are, we are what not yeah, to do. I, just look at us. No, and go ask Stephen Goldstein and listen to his podcast. He'll help yeah. you. Yeah, or yeah, just look at me and do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, you know, and you should be. Yeah, okay. no, I, I was hoping you had a good answer for me, JJ, because like, man, poker, man, like, uh, I mean, especially like this summer, not a great summer for me at all, not at all. Did terrible in Vegas. Did terrible in my normal games. Um, and it's so hard to, you know, and, and I think it goes back to what you were saying before. It's like you know, identifying, you know, you know, like your job, like that's how you identify yourself. You know what I mean? And which yeah. is a problem, oh. which is probably not oh. the best way is not the right way to go about it. And so it's like when that's going bad, just, I don't know how not to let it affect my my life. You know, I, I don't know. Well, exactly. I mean, after 9-11, I went from, you know, my wife and I living in a penthouse having two Porsches to me taking to the bus to work, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> living uh, above an Irish bar. And, I, you know, I ha- it was so bad I had to work for a promoter who looked like Colonel Sanders, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, I mean, it, there was like, so my whole identity was just, just gone, you know? So, um, it, you know, it, it, it you know, and, and life will do that to you. So for newer traders and, you know, guys who are in this, you know, trying to get into this business, definitely don't do what I did, you know, have a balanced life. Um, yeah. you know, and that's why, you know, my, my buddy odds and stuff like that, you know, he'll be like, man, I'm stressed out. You know, I'm not feeling it today. I'm like, just go be normal, man. You've got a wife and, and kids, you know, you got this beautiful family, just go hang out with them. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, I don't have that. So go, go be normal. Right. And, you know, then he go he goes and does it and he comes back and he's like, oh, okay. I can see the market. Yeah. Which is really yeah. cool. No, no, it, it's good. It, and I heard, you know, people always used to tell me that advice too. It's like, oh, hey, you have a bad day in poker. Uh, just go go spend some time with your son. Go to the beach. Go to a movie. But, you know, it still hurts that I lost, you know, <laughs> however much money I lost. I, I don't know. It, it, yeah. I mean, it helps. That, it does help, is- but it doesn't. It's not like a cure. You know what I mean? Like, It's not a cure, but at least it balances right. the, the seesaw. Sure, balance it, right? right. Where, where I never had the balance, right? I would just, uh, I would get stressed out about something. And then I would call another client and then I'd be on the phone till two in the morning, right? Uh, talking to somebody in Europe about another deal or getting something listed, you know, because if you ever watched the movie, The Blacklist with Raymond Reddington, he was the concierge of crime. I was the concierge of the B- OTCBB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you need a market maker, you need a filing, you need a listing in Europe. Uh, you know, you need a 15C to 11. I was your guy, right? I knew a lot of people and I would match people up with each yeah. other. Right. Um, and so I, I that kind of became, you know, it, it just became, it, it, I just sort of fell into it and I never, I never had a balance. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, and, you know, it, I did learn a lot and I, and I got to say, I, you know, I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Even some of the bad times, you know, I learned so much about, uh, the system and especially, and then you learn a lot about yourself too, sure. when you, you know, when you go through the spanking machine. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, at least, yeah. uh, I mean, at least you have the self-awareness, you know, you, of, you know, uh, of how you were and not being, you know, the, the balance, you know, being out of balance, et cetera. And so I, I could see, I could see now JJ, the allure of like the market profile now that I'm understanding it. Um, and even why, like I'm really enjoying it is it is a, like, a low, not that there's no stress involved, but it definitely seems like a lower stress strategy of trading than a lot of the other ones out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. That yeah. Way. All right, cool, cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, a- anything else to add to our uh, main topic? Um, 
before we uh, move on to listener questions? Um, no, go ahead. All right, cool. Let's jump into it. Um, and so obviously, like every week we do, we guys, we encourage listener questions, technical, personal, whatever. Ask us any type of questions. We enjoy answering them. Um, and so with that said, first question is from at should be trading strategy wise. How does trading after hours differ from regular trading hours? Um, I think you um, you have to be prepared for the price action to be a little slower. Um, lately, though, we've had some pretty crazy night sessions. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, the nice thing about uh, trading at night, I find, is you can really trade structurally if you're in a sort of a balanced or a rotational sort of market where you're in a range and you can trade the outside edges of that range at night. Um, you know, sometimes I find it kind of relaxing. You put your trade on and you kind of, it kind of forces you to be patient. Yeah. Uh, most of the times lately though, uh, with the news cycle, the way it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a little violent. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. Sure has. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, shout out to at should be trading, uh, Matt Oxford. We appreciate the question. Thank you for that. All right. Now this, this next question, JJ, it's actually, we got it from the room, from the education room. Um, it's, it's kind of like combined from two people. Um, I, I took a screenshot of it so I, so I could get it down. I told them I would ask you. Um, so it's from, it's from Ben in our trading room. Um, also Raj kind of piggybacked off it, but he would, um, he kind of wants to, to hear us talk about this as a full topic, but I'll jump into it. Um, so just to piggyback off of Raj's request, I think outlining the basic formulas used for risk reward ratios as general entry and exit points would be useful and a bit about how we could set up about calculating them on our own for our individual trades. Do you understand that? Yeah, I don't use a formula per se, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail about that. It is something, um, the way I use risk management and the way I view risk management is something that Jim Dalton said. Um, when you take a trade, you have a structural entry, a structural stop, and a structural target. Right. And, and you vary those depending upon the environment mm. that the market is in. If it's in a choppy environment, your stop, of course, is going to be larger. And then also if you're in a choppy, not a choppy or a more volatile environment, excuse me, um, your stop's going to be have, is going to have to be larger because there are larger price swings. So you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so the risk management, of course, is the size of your account. Um, and I think if you trade structurally, like one of the guys in the education room, uh, you know, put on a scenario today where, you know, he, he bought uh, at a very certain visual point when he understood that the market was being dominated by technical mechanical traders. And, um, you know, we, we hit the level that he wanted to buy. I think his, his, his risk was maybe three ticks, you know, on a micro contract, three or four ticks. Um, and then his exit was at the point of control or the area uh, that has, you know, spent the most time. Uh, of the previous day. And, you know, it was a nice trade. Um, uh, you know, it was a nice scenario that worked out very nicely. And, and it showed exactly how you can keep your risk 
uh, lowered, especially in a small account. Um, and that was also a trade that was um, sort of based off of inventory, even though he didn't know it. Uh, as I'm teaching people uh, about inventory, inventory had skewed one way and it was going to snap back. So the results, um, you know, he didn't have to wait a long time in the trade, right? It was going to work rather right, quickly, right? right? Um, you know, and if it didn't work quickly, he could get out and not really lose a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Right? It seems that, that's the way I think about risk. A lot of people will, you know, you have one R and this and that, and honestly, I, I like I haven't spent enough time, and that is that is a fault of mine. Um, you know, to, to understand, you know, the statistics and all of that sort of thing. But the way I trade is, um, I tend to be, um, when I'm trading, I'm a cheapskate. Okay. Uh, I'm always trying to find cheap stock. You know, if I want to buy stock, I want to buy it at a discount, right? That's how I've been trained. So I've, so for me to have a, a stop that's, you know, three or four handles doesn't really make sense because your trade location the, the best risk management is good trade location. And if you're using profile and you can tell when there's things like front running at a very visual level, then you're, you, you've got a real edge there with trade location. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I know. Um, I, cause, cause when they, I forget someone, someone else asked a question when, when you, uh, you stepped away from the room for a minute and, um, you know, obviously I, I got very limited knowledge and I, I don't try to profess otherwise, but yeah, like, like, like people were like asking like, oh, hey, like, you know, is there like a formula almost like, and you compared it to poker, like, like a pot, like pot odds, like, you know, like, oh. you know what I mean? Like having a, a precise formula and, and my, you know, my oh. argument was kind of, well, not my argument, but my theory was that like, hey, like the, mar it's, 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 you got to be adaptable. It's like the market's always changing, right? Like, like you, I don't know well, that, if that's you could true. even quantify that, it, you know what I mean? Right. No, 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 no. Trust, trust me. They are, I mean risk there is a whole industry devoted to risk and risk management okay so they, i mean there are scientific i mean these guys they're a lot smarter than i am okay uh you know that you know you've got people who are actuaries you know who you know, would you know i know one and he's a brilliant guy so that all exists my risk management okay this is really simple and and maybe it's a little it's naive but my risk management is common sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know, common sense. You got a small trading account. What are you doing trading in, in a, in a 10, in a 10 handle price rip? Yeah. Right. Why are you trying to trade a federal reserve announcement? Like, you know, what are you nuts? Right. Like just use some common sense. Yeah. Right. You know, you got a small account. Your job is to not lose that money. Actually, any trader's job is not to, but you know, don't get in there. If you don't know what you're doing and you want to jump in, it would be like, listen, I'm a surfer, right? I've never surfed before, right? I'm going to go to, uh, you know, Tehupu or North Shore of Hawaii or something and, and try and jump on, you know, Bonsai Pipeline or something like that. I'm going to get crushed, right? Um, you know, so a little common sense, right? Try and learn good trade location against inventory right and the structure and you know like like we proved it today um you know in in, in education that you know our, our friend had a had a very you know it was a good experience right and it showed exactly how structure can really save you a lot of stress yeah right? definitely but my my risk management is, is just good old-fashioned common sense 
don't take trades when it's choppy. Mm-hmm. Don't take trades, you know, uh, you know, and, you know, and use stops. So if we get a tweet, because, you know, now we're in an environment where, you know, you, you have, you know, world leaders uh, putting out information instantaneously, and then you have algorithms picking up on those words and slapping the market around, um, you know, like a volleyball. Um, so it's, it's just, you, you have to use stops, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just in case something crazy happens, right? Um, and, and know how much pain you can take and don't risk, you know, a, a percentage of your account uh, on every trade. Um, you know, think in terms of that, but just think, you know, do I, do I really want to blow up my account on this trade? Cause it's, it's really volatile, but boy, it's moving 10 points. And, you know, and the other thing is don't look at a 10 point move. If you're a new trader and go, Oh, I could have made that. Cause guess what? You couldn't, mm-hmm. right. You, you might've gotten lucky, but, um, most of the time you're going to get crushed. Right. Um, you know, like a lot of people will, you know, people who are non-market people, will, oh, the Dow was down 700 points today. You must've lost a lot of money, <laughs> you know, uh, or they'll go, oh, it was up 600 points. You know, oh my God, you must've done really, really well. Oh, well, how come you didn't? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they don't understand, um, you know, I only trade price action I like, and I only trade when I see it because I don't, I don't really see the need to burn money. Right. I, I just, I'm, you know, maybe it's because I'm cheap, and people would call, call me risk averse, but I have to trade for my my personality and my Absolutely. health, right? Yeah. So I, I, there's no need for me to go. Hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did this. That's not a yeah. trade, right? So you know, or oh, geez, you know, um, you know, the the Federal Reserve guy. I mean, today he was speaking, and I was there was like no way I was going to trade when he was speaking or answering questions. Right. And I mean, nothing really happened, but still, (laughs) you know, I was just like, no, they don't need to. Right. Because the market's still going to be there on Monday. Right. They're not, they're not like taking it away forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And no one's holding a gun to my head. Right. So, you know, why, why risk capital just for the sake of it? For sure. Shout out to Raj and Ben from the micro E mini futures education room. You know, shout out and shout out to the whole room in general. I, you know, I, I like all the people in there. I've been having a good, great time in there. Shout out to you guys. Next question is from at Beyond the Trades. I like to know from JJ: Does he feel like a proud papa at the progress those traders he is teaching is making in the micro e minis education room? Well, I, I think uh, you know, I, I'm very happy with the way people are progressing. And asking questions and seeing things quite quickly, actually. Um, I, I'm, you know, we've got some really sharp people in there, and uh, and they kind of help, um, you know, the newer traders. Um, you know, um, you know, the sort of, they're all sort of newer traders, but um, it's a nice environment. And I really wanted to create an environment where people, you know, it, it could be. Uh, where nobody would be afraid to ask a question, uh, you know, because they don't know. I mean, even if you don't know what a bid is or if you don't know what a tick is, you know, ask. Um, you know, I really like that. So I, I like creating environments where people are not afraid to learn or they they don't, you know, it's, you know, where the f- information flows yeah. freely. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, and that is exactly the environment. Um, and I, I'm not just saying this. Cause we're part of it, but, um, you know, and I'm sure the members would, would agree. It, we just got like a good, like little group of people so far. Everyone's very supportive of each other. If someone makes a nice trade, everyone's, you know, super ecstatic. 
Um, it, it's just a positive. And, and when I learned before, JJ, not to cut you off, like I, I didn't learn by being in the trading room. Being in the trading room has helped my learning progress immensely. And uh, yeah, it's fun. I've, I've never, I've never been in rooms until this one in the pit. Um, and, um, well, number one, compliance wouldn't let us into it. And second, it would be like a regulatory nightmare. Um, you know, cause if you own a large position of something and you're selling it, then you're listening to what retail people say. It's, you know, I never even thought to go in, into something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, so, and, and, and that's why I really wanted this not to be a trading uh, but a room focused on helping people to see the market and understand the basic mechanics and why, what's really going on behind those pretty lines all over your screen, you know? Um, and, and, and a lot of people, I guess they don't teach it because they think people don't need to know, but I, I like people to know what they're dealing mm-hmm. with. Right. You know, it's your money, you know, nobody just came up and gave you $20,000 to over here, go open a trading account. Right. I mean, you worked hard for that mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, and I think that at least you should have a shot, you know, um, you know, so it just doesn't get taken from you in the first day. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so shout out to at beyond the trades for that question. Um, next question is from poker at poker in stocks. And I, I think he's really trying to tilt us with this question, JJ, like, you know, get, get you riled up a little bit. So the question is, Penny stocks, low floaters, or micros? What is the best for a new trader and why? What the hell? Do we, do we want to even answer this question or should I just berate him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. okay. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, obviously, penny stocks and low floaters, if, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to pay for houses in, uh, you know, in Caribbean islands and, and private planes for my clients, go ahead with those. Uh, my ex-clients, you know, keep them in jet fuel and uh, $50,000 wristwatches or whatever the heck they spend their money on nowadays. Uh, you know, go, go right ahead because I'm, you know, I'm, they'll, they'll line up to dump paper into your lap. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know, obviously, you know, trade a real market. You know, it's it, it's a lot more fun when you have a shot. Absolutely. It definitely is. Uh, it definitely is. And so um, he's going to, so, so this guy who submitted, he's going to have to change his name now because its name's at Poker and Stocks. Next week, I better see it at Poker and Micros. Change the name, brother. But no, just joking around. Shout out to you. Thanks for the question. Um, all right. Last, I believe it's the last question. Um, it's from Michelle uh, Shizan, a.k.a. Frenchie. Do you get your good looks, Ray, from your father? Bet you won't ask this on air. Or grrr. Um. <laughs> well, you know, first off, thanks, Frenchie. I, uh, I appreciate that. I'm flattered. Um, and yeah, yeah, I get, you know, I got my father's features. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to uh, dis- diminish my father. Shout out to my father. Thanks for passing on the good looks. Leaping Leap lizards. lizards. Hey, hey, just living the life over here, JJ. Just, li- <laughs> just living the life. Yes, if his ego wasn't oh, already. Yeah, don't. St- <laughs> Thank you, Mademoiselle. Oh, thank you, Frenchie. Yeah, I, re- I really appreciate that. I'll be in contact. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I guess with that, we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up. JJ, any parting thoughts? Uh, no, it was just uh, it's a good week, and um, it's been crazy. Um, you know, I uh, 
you know, want to thank everybody who's uh, reached out and, and supported me and helped me along the way and given me ideas and uh, inspired me. And I think it's, it's really, uh, you know, I've, it's it's been a good week and i'm really really happy and i really appreciate everybody listening to the show it's um uh, you know we're we're very very appreciative definitely definitely i second that thanks thanks to everyone for their support um so yeah um keep listening you know if you guys want to trade come join our room uh microefutures.com you can find out more info there if they want to learn if they want to learn sorry yes if you want to learn correct right yeah yeah. Sorry, I, I'm, I I keep I keep harping yeah, no, on right. that, but you know it's uh, you know it's uh, yeah we're 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 a little different than the average. Player. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to come learn, microefutures.com. Um, yeah, I mean, with that being said, for the gorilla of House Street, um, Superman shins. We'll see you later. Alrighty. Oh, hold on. Cue, cue the theme music. All right. Well, hey, producer, get the theme music going. We're out. <laughs>